Greetings, travelers. The new adventure log and strategy guide for chapters 71 through 80 is now on DriveThruRPG. And if you don't have it yet, it's time to get your hands on it now. Be prepared for the coming episodes and avail yourself of all the clues and prophecies available. This one has all the maps inside it, too. Everything known about Alpha-1 and about Gamma-1, too. Fare you well in the Endless Maze. Your Maze Master is on your side. The following podcast is intended for adult audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The Iron Realm... Chapter 70, The Knight's Wife Sir Lars had served the king, and he had retired from service. A small fief was his, and there, Kailana had been told, was where they would live. It was nine days' travel, the last time she was likely to travel for the rest of her life. She wondered what it would be like. She wondered if she would be happy. She had bathed this morning and made herself ready for him. Her studies were over now and her new life in his service would begin. She would bear many children by his seed, surely twelve or more in time. Kailana had never seen childbirth. The young women of the sanctuary, though they had been told the ways of love, knew not any men so intimately, not until it was time for leaving. She had heard, though, that childbirth was very painful, and that sometimes the woman would die. This made Kailana very afraid, but this was the price for giving life. She would pay the price. She had to. Laying down one time with a man was enough, and this would be done tonight to consummate their marriage. It was already decided. There was a strange mix of fear and anticipation in her. On the one hand, she was ready to become a woman. On the other, she knew that letting him take her would be the end of the life she had loved. No. She mustn't think that way. Sir Lars had given her this life, and so, in the end, she had always belonged to him. Of course she would honor it, not just by her body, but also by her heart and soul. Her soul belonged to him. That was the contract. It was just, and it was fair, and she would obey him in this and in all things. She hoped that he was kind, but if he was not, she would accept that, too. Do you have any fan fiction for the show? Donate it to the Iron Realm. Send it in your maze master and gladly as time allows 
I will read it upon the show. Make your voice heard, and let us continue to gather the deep tradition, the compelling story of the Iron Realm. Iron Realm, copyright A.B. Lenzo, is the world's first play-by-podcast RPG campaign. A portion of tonight's female voice performance was drawn from audio originally created by and offered by Ashley Eddy through freesound.org under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Further information can be found at theironrealm.com or at theironrealm.blogspot.com under this episode's show notes. My sincere thanks as well to you, Ashley, for your masterful contribution to the Iron Realm cause. Eyes Vault. We've got some new treasures in the Onyx Vault. Remember, travelers, if you're not partaking of the treasures of the Onyx Vault, then you're only receiving a third of the content available to you. All patrons receive future episodes of the Iron Realm before anyone else on the planet. And there are many other offerings too, including, but not limited to, the following. Now available in the Onyx Vault, all the Voices in the Void newsletters, previews of future gaming aids, and beginning now, an exclusive four-week event. The next book has hit patreon.com slash theironrealm, and it is called The Iron Realm Solitaire Tribe Creation and Maze Master's Guide. It's just what you need for your own Iron Realm campaign. A hundred pages of secrets and step-by-step wisdom on creating your own Iron Realm character tribe. Fighters, wizards, elves, halflings, rogues, dwarves, clerics, and the new Uname character classes described in detail for you. Perfect for exploring your own dungeon maze. And you can get it in the Onyx Vault first. Although the standard edition of the book is coming very soon to Drive Through RPG, the patron premium exclusive is only available to you for a limited time. So go check it out. I, your Maze Master, will see you there. Find the Onyx Vault at patreon.com slash the Iron Realm. And experience everything your Maze Master has to offer.
Secrets of the Maze Master, Maze Master, Maze Master. Should the craft of classic gaming ever be lost to the world, the secret arts may yet survive and rise again through those techniques I reveal to you on Secrets of the Maze Master. Tonight's discussion, relics, also known as magic items, can sometimes rarely be discovered in the Iron Realm as a result of encounters with the various creatures of the maze. If a given creature or creatures is determined to have a magic item upon first being encountered, then the Maze Master must roll on his or her chart in order to determine the magic item's type. It is up to the Maze Master to construct this chart before play begins. Perhaps with a list numbered 1 through 20, which should list the possible random finds available within the game. There should be an allowance made for finding magic weapons of various kinds. Armor, shields, potions, scrolls, rings, magic wands, or other items. Listing one item per line along with a brief description upon the 20-point chart. The Maze Master can use his or her imagination to come up with magic items, though in general, the power of a given item should not surpass the current abilities of the tribe. For example, a level 1 tribe should probably not find a weapon or armor with greater than a plus 1 enchantment, while likewise, relics with a spell-like ability should probably not have much greater power than spells that would be available to the tribe at their level. It's okay to give them a little something extra from time to time, but this is just a general guideline to be broken rarely. For your consideration while creating your own Maze Master's Relic Chart, I will comment now on the various classes of magic items most likely found within the game. Swords and weapons. In general, magic weapons of all kinds function just like their non-magical counterparts, yet will normally have a plus one bonus, or maybe even a plus two bonus when used in combat. The plus is given for both hits and damage. Further, once in a while, and rarely, a magic weapon may have additional secret powers to be determined by the Maze Master, but this should be listed upon your chart. For example, a magic sword plus one might be plus three against undead. Or, a plus one warhammer might have the additional ability to produce illumination once per day, as per the magic spell. Armor and shields. 
pluses on magic armor or on magic shields will give a bonus to the character's armor value. For example, plus one leather would normally give an armor value of six, while plus one chainmail would normally give an armor value of four, and plus one plate mail would normally give an armor value of two. The shield plus one would give a bonus of two to armor value. Magic armor also weighs less than its non-magical counterpart and allows a character to travel 30 feet faster per plus on the armor until that character is again traveling at his or her maximum speed. This means leather armor plus one or greater effectively weighs nothing, while a character wearing plate mail armor plus one will be able to travel at a rate of 60 feet, and a character wearing chainmail plus one will be able to travel at a rate of 90 feet. Potions. A potion is a small amount of magical liquid that can be drunk quickly for some extraordinary effect. A potion normally only has one dose, and the effect will last but a short time as determined by the Maze Master. One of the most common potions would be healing, but many more are possible, such as strength, quickness, and invisibility. List a few potions on your chart, along with some details on the effects of each. Scrolls. The most common scrolls possess magic spells of a clerical or wizard-like nature. Scrolls found early are generally of the first spell level, though rarely a scroll of the second spell level or higher can be found. The magic spell can be called simply by reading the contents of the scroll aloud. This destroys the scroll, but releases the spell immediately. A wizard may only use wizard-type scrolls, and a cleric may only use cleric-type scrolls. But if the character type matches, a magic scroll may give the ability to cast a spell that is not otherwise possessed. A wizard needs to cast a reader of magic in order to understand a magic scroll meant for his or her character type. While clerical scrolls can be read by anyone, but can only be cast by clerics. A spell scroll is immolated as soon as it is used. Although wizard scrolls can be saved first, if the wizard decides to copy a spell into his or her spellbook using the applicable rules under arcane spellcasting. There are rumors that other kinds of scrolls exist as well. For example, scrolls of protection against various kinds of creatures, or maps of the maze, some of which may lead to treasure. Rings. In general, a character may only wear two magic rings at a time, though any given magic ring is normally a permanent item with some interesting powers. A ring could offer bonuses to a character's armor value, resistance to fire, 
or other bonuses as determined by the Maze Master. Magic rings should be relatively rare, so do not list too many upon your chart. Magic wands and magic staffs. In general, magic wands are used by wizards and elves, while magic staffs are used by clerics. Wands are more likely to have a set number of charges, usually between 1 and 10 when found, though a magic staff normally operates on faith and can be used indefinitely. Powers for these items are left up to the Maze Master's imagination, and could include abilities such as Sense, Evil, Paralyzing Ray, or Healing. Powers should probably be consistent with the character type that the item is meant for. Other Magic Items The examples I've given here are the mere tip of the iceberg. The limit, indeed, is your own imagination. Other magic items could be of nearly any type at all. Helmets of telepathy, gauntlets of great strength, or boots of silence. Design a few items with different character types in mind and add them to your chart. But also note, whenever a character finds a magic item, there is a 10% chance, ruled secretly, that the item is cursed, which means that its power may operate in reverse or with a serious or deadly drawback. A curse usually prevents a character from ever wanting to let the item go and can only be reversed by powerful magic. Nothing comes free in the Iron Realm without a risk. Curse examples may be a plus two sword that operates at minus two, a magic scroll with the side effect of amnesia when it is read, or a magic potion that has gone bad and forces a death by poison save when it is drunk. Further note, your list of 20 magic items is just the beginning. Feel free to add more as your tribe descends deeper into the maze. Magic items must always be given sparingly in the game, yet their discovery adds new depth and interest, giving rewards to those who are boldest through the dangerous tunnels, caves, and chambers of the Iron Realm. The Iron Realm, copyright A.B. Lenzo, has full episode summaries, including complete details on guest audio, and plenty of extras for all you travelers at theironrealm.com or theironrealm.blogspot.com. A portion of tonight's voice performance has been given by Alexandra Drotsrun of freesound.org. Alexandra's compelling and masterful voice brings the Iron Realm truly alive. Alexandra, thank you for bestowing your skill upon us deep within the eternal depths of 
the Iron Round. Tribal Matters. It is day 26 of Primaris. 6 a.m. The group is in the stairway room. 27, 28, 28, 33. The group begins the day by taking water from their water skins, whilst Celeste has taken a burned out torch, severed the pitch with a dagger, and has begun carving it into a holy symbol representative of her faith. She fashions it into a shape not dissimilar to a unicorn's horn, thin, but not too thin, some eight inches in length, yet rounded and blunt at the tip, for her god would not allow the use of any sharp implement. Ultimately, it is thick and sturdy in her hand, and she regards it to be a perfect fit. She wears it, strapped low upon her hip, where it hangs down at the ready on her left thigh. Meanwhile, all within the group have taken time to study and do their prayers, whilst Forsen is tended to by Len and Lilena too. The life points for the group. Solus, 14 out of 16. Stockholm, 16 out of 20. Len, 14 out of 18. Bardar, 12 out of 14. Orson, 1 out of 6. The group is pursuing a 24-hour period of uninterrupted rest through 2 p.m. for those who have been wounded. And ultimately, the magic available to the group is now as follows. Kilana, Mystic Missile, times 2. Amazar, Door Denial, times 2. Orson, Ventriloquist. Len, Hands of Healing, times 2. Twyla, Hands of Healing. Nim, Hands of Healing. The Sword of Heaven is fully charged and ready to deliver healing, as are the horns of Nora, Twyla, and Nim. I'll deduct another oil flask for the day, which will be used sparingly in pursuit of the group's needs. The group has decided to do nothing more with the portcullis which guards the stair, and it seems to them best to leave it all in place and locked. Some dice for roaming creatures through two o'clock. Round about noon, another one has come up. And whatever it is, seems to be coming from outside the door. Out in the hall, the sounds of hundreds and hundreds of feet. Rogues have no problems hearing it, and they quickly silence the others as best they can, and the lantern is put out. As the door and the spikes are challenged, and 
can't ask the weight of numbers on the other side is realized by the group. Amazar quickly reinforces the door with door denial in order, if he can, to make absolutely sure that nothing will be able to come in. The sounds continue for a full 40 minutes or more before ultimately dying away, not to be heard again. The group does indeed make it to two o'clock, and those who were in need of rest have each received one life point. That includes all who were wounded, but not Orson, who was engaged in combat during the prior 24-hour stretch. The group decides to maintain their camp through the following day, and so I'll roll more dice to represent this. Three dice through 8 p.m. And yet another one has come up just before the group begins their first watch. The threat approaching comes up from the stairway. It seems a troop of miniaturized gorillas has come up the stairs from level two. At first, the group does not see them but are then shocked to notice that the six apes are sitting and staring at them from beyond the bars. Each one is only half the size of a normal ape, the largest of which comes just to the height of a man's shoulder. As they are noticed, the gorillas begin a low growling sound. All amongst the group take this cue and begin rattling the bars. Master Brevik somehow finds his courage and takes point for the group, approaching the gorillas cautiously, taking in one hand a bit of food and in the other a small pouch of gold coins. Are you intelligent? asks the dwarf. You know, no need to get angry. Here, take some gifts, and leave us in peace, you hairy brutes. As the gold coins are revealed, the gorillas take interest, for they glint and glimmer in the light. Brevik gets closer, carefully, cautiously, reaching out his hand to them, so that the creatures may take his offerings. This is a big risk, but I'll give Brevik only a minus one to his reaction check because of what he's offering to the apes. Oh! The roll is a three, and it is dropped to a two! Immediate attack! It was a mistake to get so close, and now three of the apes are grabbing at Brevik's outstretched arm, trying to snatch him and pull him close to the bars. Brevik has intentionally placed himself where they could reach his outstretched hand, and so I'm going to rule the apes get an automatic attack, three dice. 
a 10, a 17, and a nat 20. Instantly, Brevik has taken three points from the grab, and as he's pulled, flush against the bars, I'm rolling yet three more dice for the fight attacks by the ferocious gorillas. One of these is an 18, another hit, and as the dwarf is repeatedly battered and bludgeoned against the metal pillars, with coins rolling everywhere, his allies are given a chance at a counterattack. Kailana fires a mystic missile at one of his attackers. The ape is struck with a bolt of light, but it dissuades him little. Temek is ready with a sling stone, but he's at short range. Not wishing to hit Brevin, he instead attacks one of the other apes on the side. With a two, he misses. Amazar backs up Bardar and throws a dagger at one of the apes. A five, it fails as his dagger clatters down the stairs. Iona levels a crossbow and fires at one of the apes on the flank. Fifteen, that's enough. And she slays the shaggy beast outright. Her sister Kana tries to save. An eighteen, and her quarrel slays a gorilla too. Paola, acting in unison with her sisters, tries to hit the final gorilla who's on the flank. And she strikes him, but only for a point of damage. I'm leaving the blind Lelena and the wounded Orson out of the fight for the time being, but Nora is at full, so I'm going to say she's on her feet and trying to grab Brevik away from the attacking gorillas. I'm going to say a 13 will do it. A 9. This strong woman tries her best, but even three miniaturized gorillas are too strong, and both sides pull at the dwarf, the winners, to determine his fate. Neither Twyla nor Nim have ranged weapons, so I'm leaving them out of the fight too. But Thora and Marks both have crossbows, and so each aim them at the gorilla that Paola failed to take down. The shots. An 11 and a 3. Neither one hits. And this is the end of round 1. Dungeon Maze, Random Creatures, Tricks and Traps, The Dreaded Unknown, and The Desperate Struggle to Survive. The next danger is never known to you ahead of time, for your own custom Mega Dungeon is created in real time as your tribe delves ever deeper. Released now into your waiting hands, the Iron Realm, Solitaire Dungeon Design, and Maze Master's Guide. Creating your own random dungeon has never been easier. Using the methods from the podcast, this invaluable volume 
contains all that you need to realize your own eternal maze. With expert advice on mapping, time tracking, creature placement, dungeon detailing, villain creation, treasures, miniatures, and much, much more, the Iron Realm Solitaire Dungeon Design and Maze Master's Guide gives you the tools you need in order to challenge any adventuring tribe in real time. Perfect for your own Iron Realm campaign, but perfectly adaptable to any RPG system, solitaire, or otherwise. The Iron Realm Solitaire Dungeon Design and Maze Master's Guide is a must-have for every fan of fantasy world design. Mazes, dungeons, catacombs, complexes, hidden bases, secret labyrinths, tombs, castles, or anything else. There's something out there. Planet. Map it. Explore it. And then conquer it if you can. Or else perish in the dark. <laughs> Solitaire Dungeon Design and Maze Master's Guide is the first in a series of books for the Maze Master and includes some 20 gaming aids as well as detailed expert advice specifically chosen to enhance and simplify the task of Dungeon Maze Design for any RPG for any setting. Find this by searching on the Iron Realm at drivethroughrpg.com. That's through with a U with your adult settings enabled. And begin your perilous delve into the eternal depths of the Iron Realm. Gorillas. One, the tribe. A three. I'm going to give Nora another attempt to pull Brevik back. Not enough. He is held fast by the gorillas. Thor and Marks try again with their crossbows. A miss and a hit. Stay away from me, you One more point of damage. Fails to fell the flanker. Yona, Kana, and Paola all fire their crossbows too at the flanker. Miss Miss, nat 20 for Yona. And six points slays another hairy ape. I'm turning it over to the gorillas, for a bravery check has been forced from them. A seven does not phase them, but there is a second roll required. A three. The gorillas do not give up. First, Brevik must take six attacks from them with their fists. And there is another nat 20. He takes three points. But there are also bite attacks. Yet I also see a nat 1. That gorilla will not be able to attack again next round. 
It's time for the next round. The gorillas. A three, the try. A four. Nora gets another chance to free Brevik. A four is a fail. Kaylana fires at the biggest gorilla with her second mystic missile. She deals four points to it, still not enough to slay Nim and Twyla who come up alongside Nora and each give Brevik healing hands. But because of the chaos of the combat, each must score a hit on Brevik to deliver the healing energy. A fail by Twyla, a nat 20 by Nim. Brevik recovers two life points. I'm going to say that Nim has given him the power of her horn as well for yet another two. The combat continues. The gorillas attack, pounding at the dwarf. A nat 20 takes two more points away. And now bite attacks. A nat 1 and a 19. Brevik has suffered another three points total, and he is barely hanging on. The next round, the apes. A three, the tribe. A six, Nora pulls hard, trying to free Brevik. A three, again she fails. Marks and Thora come up alongside, swinging their cutlasses, and trying to stab the gorillas through the bars. A fail, and a nat one for Marks. Twyla tries to deliver healing to Brevik. 18. He has given back six more points. The gorillas are drooling and slathering at the mouths. They've decided that they're going to take Brevik's life, no matter what happens. And at this point, they are determined not to give up. Four more attacks with arms, claws, and punches. Brevik takes two more, and now bites. Brevik has taken five life points total as his life continues to slip away. The next round, the apes. A one, the tribe. A five. Nora at last succeeds in freeing Brevik with a 15, pulling his bloody body away from the bars. Thora tries to hit an ape with her cutlass. 18! She slays the big one. Iona against another ape. An 8. And Paola too. A 13! Two points are dealt to it. Her sister also attacks and fails. At this point, the gorillas have no way to come through and the group continues to attack them from a distance until all of them are dead. 66 level points for the miniature gorillas. Amazingly, with the healing he received throughout the combat, it seems Brevik may survive a little longer. I have been your maze master, Abel Enzo. Remember, play hard or go home. I am Ralph! Good night, everyone.